Yo, what's good? Laughing on Dilator. The best, the craziest, the rawest, the litest, the most insane, the best podcast in the world ever of all time. Today we got a very, very, very special guest. But before we start, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for keep supporting. Um, this is going on to like three years. I mean, by the time this comes out, it might be like January. So like maybe almost like it's, it's been a fucking while. And it's been a pain in the ass to like keep this going and like going to people's houses and bothering them. I mean, I've had a dry spell for a minute. So I'm just like, I need to like, I'm just going to go back to interview the, the, the people that I like the most. Um, but yeah, without further ado, we got my third returning guest, technically third, three times. One of my favorite people of all time, one of the coolest people of all time, one of the dudes who like just like literally shits like just good band after good band, like it's nothing. <laughs> we got my man Sam Boston. How you doing? Wow, thanks, man. What a setup. You yeah. really, you really, you really, you really, uh, Pumps me up there. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me back, and I love your podcast, and I'm always honored to be a part of it. And I think what you're doing is great, and I think that you uh, are cultivating a wonderful thing by documenting all of these people that do a lot of really amazing creative things. And uh, you should be proud. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. I mean, I was thinking, I was just like, yeah. I mean, like every time I was like, I, I looked at your Discord. And obviously, I think no offense, but like the guys that like I feel like are undefeated as far as like the the, the amount of bands in it is like the guys from the Rival Mall, like Brandon and DFJ. I'm like, okay, that shit's like that's just something that, I, that goes that thing. Yeah, 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 but like that's incredible. But yeah. like I think be, like besides like I guess personal favorite bands, and I'm like I love every single band is you and that guy. Um, I forget his name, uh, Chris. Olch? The guy from the drummer. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. like, dude, you guys are like, one day there should be like a one for one, like round. I was just like, because you guys are like very, like, you guys kind of have the similar, like, just everything about it is just like, damn, you guys like just do cool shit after cool shit. And well, yeah. thanks for putting me up there even close with those legends. I mean, those guys, uh, Brandon and, and Justin specifically, and, and Olch as well, like, are all people that I look up to as people uh, in the scene who have done things always with intention and with the most like um, like man like the with a like coming coming to the table with a fully formed idea you know like like when they drop whatever it is the first thing from whatever band that they do it has a fully formed idea and that's something that I've always tried to strive for with whatever I do as well, where it's like, I want to um, give you exactly what it is right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude. And like, Alsh and I have grown up together, essentially, um, you know, again, and, and he, him and I have talked about what Justin and Brendan do together as like, wow, like we're so, um, we're so inspired by these these guys, you know, who who have just been in so many incredible bands and continue to push the bound, push their personal boundaries of like what they're doing and what represents them, you know. And Olsh um, is actually like one of my oldest friends in like through through hardcore, through music in general. I mean, his old band Mammoth Grinder um, came out here and played a skate park in fuck. 
South Central somewhere. I forget exactly where. Okay. With my old band, uh, DNF. Um, and so DNF and Mammoth Grinder play South Central Park? We played some skate park. Oh, I need to find out. Uh, I need to find out what man, park is yeah, that. I forget where. But it was uh, in like 2006, I think. I need to and find it. And I went to Chris's wedding a few months ago. Um, and... I had actually never met his parents, even though I'd stayed at his parents' house oh, a shit. couple times with him, and also, like, just, you know, we've been very close ever since that time, and I introduced, he, he introduced me to his mom by saying, Mom, this is Sam, he's my first friend I ever made uh, through music that was outside of Texas. Yeah, and I was like... That kind of got me oh, emotional. Thanks, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was like, a beautiful I looked at him and I was like... Dude, I love you. <laughs> it was ama- and it's amazing because like that's that's what this that's what this shit can give you. It can give you like lifelong friendships. And we've played music together. Like he was the one who asked me to play with Power Trip in the time that I did. You know, like we've been scratching each other's back, so to say, for years with like you know my band plays with your band and and you know and vice versa he played drums for blazing eye one time in uh you know just like whatever like yeah, yeah, yeah. i um he had me try out to play bass for mammoth grinder for uh chaos and chaos one year and he quickly realized i didn't have the chops <laughs> to play in mammoth grinder <laughs> this is like man this must have been like i don't know 2011 or 12 or 13 and um I flew out there early and we were like jamming and like really quickly I realized too I was like oh <laughs> I don't have what it takes to play in this band it's too complicated <laughs> um, but yeah no those it's 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 amazing for you to um, to put me in, in even even in the same breath as those guys because those are people that like I said I look up to immensely and uh, so thank you oh yeah um I thought I was only one just because I interviewed that one time so I was like what the fuck you're on all these bands but then uh, there's people out there I'm like damn like I interviewed you and kind of like got a glimpse through like interviewing you but there's other kids like Sergio and like all those San Diego kids that I'm like oh like you guys know about like you guys like are geeked about like like San Boston and just like but I'm like I don't know how you guys are geeked you guys are just geeked straight up like from just being fans of music which is even sicker you know what I mean but yeah, I mean, also, like, talking about the, like, love, uh, or, like, I guess, showing love between friends is, uh, mm-hmm. when, I, when I interviewed you last time, the first time, mm-hmm. and Luis was there, I think you guys, like, said I love you, and, like, you guys, like, you know, hugged it, I was like, damn, like, I've never, like, that was my first, I mean, now, after that, I've seen him a lot of times, Yeah, but, like, I was like, I've never seen another dude to another dude that are not, <laughs> that are not, like, family say I love you. That was my first time, re- I was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Not in a battle, I was just like, wow, yeah. like, that's a beautiful thing. Like, totally. I mean, Luis and I, and a lot of people who are now, you know, Same our age, our age yeah. have been through a lot of sad things together, you know, and good things, too. I don't want to say it's just sad stuff, but it's the sad stuff, you know, that really unfortunate and I say it's unfortunately because you know it's sad it's unfortunate sometimes for sad things to bring people together but it's true it always does but we've lost a lot of friends we've gone through a lot of intense things together and also we just have like grew up and and watched each other turn into to, to adults together which I think is again like I said like a beautiful part of like this this thing it starts with with hardcore or with punk or whatever it is it starts there but then it grows into like oh these are just like my friends 
these are like my lifelong friends and that's love it's like know? the high school of life yeah yeah exactly i mean it's just like you know you guys we graduated together yeah dude i mean we we you know we've we've been through a lot you know and and sometimes you know we don't always keep the in the best of touch but whenever we do see each other it's all love you know and that's like a really you know wonderful thing about this like you know i think about like sound and fury this year for example um, I was thinking this when I got home that night after after the show. I was like, "Wow, like I've been going to Sound and Fury since 2006. I was like 18 years old when I went to the first and played the first one." Um, Did you play with just for for like? I played. Back? I played with a band called Looking Up. Looking Up. Yeah, it was a, it was a short-lived band, uh, and we played mostly cover songs. And we opened, I think, the second day. <laughs> it was interesting. Um, Pressure also played, but it was right before I joined the band. Mm. Um, I think it was like those guys. It's like second to last show or something before I joined the band. Anyway, but I was thinking, um, I was like, wow, I've been going to this for such a long time. And there are people there who I sometimes only see at Sound and Fury. And every time we see each other we pick up right where we left off and it's just awesome you know and, and to have all these friends in this huge community of people who have now done a ton of cool stuff and to have there be a bunch of new people who are also seeing that like how you saw like how Luis and I were they see like the camaraderie between the people who have been in it for a long time and then there's the people in the generation above ours who are also still there you know, and doing stuff, you see, like, wow, like, this is really uh, a beautiful thing, you know, and I was very, like, emotional after that, because I was just, I I was like, wow, I, I, I forgot how much I really need this every year to remind me, ground me, and be like, this is, this is the real shit here, like, this is the, this is the, this is, where this, is what, this is what makes it all worth it, hey, you yeah. know, like, and this, yeah, and we're all a part of it still, you know, and, and we all will, life happens and we all take twists and turns and we go away from it for a little while we'll come back and it's still all love you know it's it's awesome i mean yeah we were talking about like you know like your life recently before the recording mm -hmm. and i'm just like at the end of the day like life's like you know life's life's kicking ass because like how was that like as a judge the all bets off cover song uh, just like you i forced to uh i chose my path and forced <laughs> to make it work yeah. but it's just like i i don't get me wrong like i understand you know, like, but and at the end of the day, like, you've you live you've lived a fuller life than like, in my opinion, ninety ninety nine percent of the world. You know what I mean? Like when like when Fern told me about Tim Butcher having a benefit show, like they had the Oakland, L A, but he had one in Korea. I was like, yeah, that is like, yeah, that like that doesn't happen to like ninety nine percent. Like even for musicians, even for like yeah. rappers and all that stuff, like that doesn't like that is a like, that is something that like. That like yes, life's hard and like you know if you chose to like go to shows and like not have a normal life and like you know we just recently like busted like we like the car we had we never paid it off and it was already like on its last leg <laughs> just because we took it to like every show you know right, for a long right. time and that's stuff that like most people look at us and are like why are you guys like you know you should have gone to college but I'm like, and I'm working this shitty job to right. be able to have but at the end of the day it's like this like like you do like like if if you focus on that like you know. It goes bad, but if you focus on this, it's like you do have a better life. 
right. by default. And I'm yeah. like, like hardcore well, gives you a better life in my life. You, I agree. And, I, and you're experiencing things in community in ways that, uh, you know, and I'm, for all the people listening, I'm doing like finger air quotes, root, like normal people don't, uh, don't experience. Yeah. They never will. And when you talk about it to them, they don't understand. And I've been dealing with that. I'm sure you have talking to like family or your friends outside of this thing. And all those people are valid and they're great people in your life too. And they're all important. But the thing is, is like, you're a part of a secret club. And the feeling of that is is better than anything. You know, it's yeah. like it goes back to like when you were like a little kid playing in the sandbox and you and this other person that you're friends with knew about something that someone else didn't. Yeah. You know, and that feeling, I don't know why us as humans like that, but we do. We love to have our secret club where like we're up on something that makes us closer and bonds us in this way that doesn't make sense to uh, other people and uh, normal people or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's it's a... Uh, it's something that I've been doing a lot of thinking about recently because it's, it's very... Uh, it's still very important to me. And, like, hardcore has given me uh, a life beyond my wildest dreams. Right, I, w- I want to share three things. I was like, well, one, I want to bring up again for those who didn't listen to the Jesse episode. There was a, he, oh, no, no, no. He told me this after. Oh, okay. So I do want to bring this up. He told me this after the recording, but he did tell me that one time he was so like around, like when he was younger, he was really depressed and that you were working on Target and that you, and that you would, uh, I was working at Target. Or were you working at Target? We were working at something. Or maybe he meant, maybe he meant like you were working, but maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but you would take, you never worked at Target? (laughs) No, but like the the point is, it is something I would have done. (laughs) No, that you would take, that you would like, he would just be in the car with you Mm -hmm. and you you would just drive around so he would like just have company. Like you guys don't even kick it. Well, like kick it technically, but like you would just drive and like he'd just be like, can I just go in the back of your car? And I were like next to you and like, yeah, yeah. Like, that is, like, when he told me that, I was, like, I was, like, like, she just gave me hope of, like, life. I'm, like, dude, like, like, yeah. that's, like, so, like, I mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, like, not to mm-hmm. be, like, on, on some other shit, but, like, I feel like, like, specifically men, like, showing vulnerability, like, mm-hmm. amongst other men is, like, very, like, you know, like, eh, you know what I mean? Because, like, the last time we were even, like, when I was going to my girlfriend's job like her you know her coworkers. i'm like i don't like like it's just not easy to just be like hey what's For up sure. you know what i mean it's just like no, you're kind of almost I mean, some like you know what i mean like stiffer but you're totally right but like jesse telling me that i was mm-hmm. like wow like at some point you were the the vocalist of hoax the craziest looking gnarly dude was like so sad that like sam boston just like was like oh yeah, you could just be in the car with me yeah and you're you're totally right and it is an unfortunate aspect of being socialized as a man and um, I mean that in a way where it's like, you know, because being a man could be, uh, you know, whatever, you know, right. like it doesn't have to be like that means you have a dick. It means like that if you were born and socialized as a man, meaning that like when you were born, they someone decided you are a boy and you have to be treated as such, right? right. So if you're socialized that way, it means you like hide your emotions and you repress your feelings and you suck it up and you be tough and you be a man and like uh that isn't real life like that 
that isn't like a good way <laughs> to be as a human being on this earth. And I'm sure someone's gonna listen to me, just listen to me say this, and be like, uh, "You're a pussy" or whatever. But the reality is, is that um, not being vulnerable and not being like a sensitive, dynamic human being—that's actually being a pussy to me. Like if you're if you're like too proud to be kind and caring and sensitive to someone who needs it regardless of who they are what they're doing that's coward shit to me yeah. you know and like i think that like um like like the way that you saw Luis and i is like you know a perfect example of that of like you know it doesn't matter what anyone's done or doing in their life when you see these people who are important in your in the in your life, and it doesn't matter how long it's been or whatever, um, if someone needs help, if someone is hurting, or someone, you know, like what Jesse was saying, like um, I forget exactly what was happening, but like, you know, life comes at you fucking fast, and there are times when you don't, especially as men, we don't have all the tools to like figure out. What, <laughs> what to do yeah. and like that's why you see men be violent and 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 you know or like you know get into you know uh drinking or drugs or whatever and and all these things are like just byproducts of our society too you know the society wants us as men to not be sensitive to not be caring and not be like you know um these dynamic human beings like i said where like you can kind of fit any sort of situation based on like reading what someone's giving you right. society doesn't want us to be that way you just want to be make, a rock with a beard yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. like just a rock with a beard yeah, and, and it's like um, so I think it's 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 really important for us as like anyone who has sort of like any subversive punk hardcore punk like leaning morals to break that shit, you know, to like not repeat this cycle shit. That's like what that lock song is about. Right. The cycle's gonna break. Literally, that's what it's about. There you go. Cycle's it's, gonna uh, break. It's like, you know, it's something I've thought about a lot. You know, a lot of us grow up in households with older men who are, who are um, not loving or violent or deal with addiction or deal with, you know, whatever. My dad wasn't like that, but there were people in my life who were, and I could see the, the, um, I could see the, the fallout from that in my life and other people's lives, you know, and I, it, it, it's something that I, I, you know, I have a lot of strong opinions about, you know, and I think that it's, it's on, it's on us to, to, um, with, you know, be intentional about how we're acting, especially in showing younger you know, generations of, of kids who are into, like, anything that we're into to be like, hey, there's, like, a different way to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't have to be, like, you know, uh, you know, and it's hard. It's hard because it's, like, how we're raised. I mean, the best way to put it is, like, my dad wasn't also, my dad wasn't, like, a, like, a, the, like that type of guy or my grandpa, but, but I was, like, but I, what I, I guess what it comes down to is, like, no matter what, if you're, if you're a dude, if you're a man, or, you know, there's going to come a point where you're going to have to choose to either be this person, you know, that yeah. most people do come to. Yeah. Or you're going to be, or, you know, or you could go this other route, which is better. But a lot of people 
don't ever realize that I have a choice. A lot of people yeah. just say, oh, well, I, this is life. Yeah. Like murder prank. And it's, and you know, it's, it's, it's not to say that sometimes violence isn't necessary, right? It's no, yeah. like there's, there are moments when if someone is, if you're trying to deal with somebody who has no other language than violence and someone else is in danger, right? Someone you care about is being, is being fucked with. Or there's like something like that where like you have to sometimes meet, I'm not a pacifist, you know, like I don't believe that that's always the way to handle things. I I definitely don't agree with violence. It's not something I like to you know do. But there's always there are times in life when you are presented with a choice where it's like let someone suffer or act, right? You know, and I think that's in my opinion when you know you can deal with it in other ways, right? Yeah, yeah. it's like everything. There's always a. Like even like yeah, it's just life. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Like sometimes you got to do the bad to become good. Right. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you have to good. do something you're not happy with to like make sure someone else is is okay. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, let's go back into your life. Let's go back. Let's your childhood. Yeah. Let's go, let's go back for the second time in your childhood. Turn the clock back. So one thing that Sean Lim did say is that. He's like, when you were in high school, you weren't a bad kid. <laughs> no. And I don't think, and I mean, honestly, like, just for meeting you the first time, you're the nicest person I've met, like, out of, like, like, there's, I mean, not, not, I mean I've done, like, a hundred-something episodes, yeah. but, like, you're, you've been, like, the most, like, almost sort of, like, eased-in person I've met. Like, mm-hmm. like Jesse's the second nicest person I've met, mm-hmm. but then, I, I mean, I love telling the story. When I met Jesse, it was, like, the scariest shit. <laughs> I swear to God, I mean, like, I, like, no, it's like, shut up. I love Jesse. Like, he's one of the closest people that I've ever met in ever, but, like, when I first met him, I was, like, he was, like, I mean, I don't know how you met Jesse, but, like, the first time I met him, he was just, like, I remember, like, coming and, like, meeting him at the, at the and, like, you know, just kind of being surreal from seeing so many YouTube videos of Hoax. Yeah. I went yeah. and seen him, and he was just, like, he was just like, like you know, like mm. you know, what I mean? like just like no, like I'm scoping you out. I'm not being fake about it. Like, which is like I was, I don't know, but yeah, but I, I forgot what I was saying. But anyways, like you're a good kid, I think at heart. You're a yeah. You're you're a good person. I want to say uh, so. Why didn't you even graduate high school? Why <laughs> didn't I graduate high school? It's a great question. Uh, I listened to your episode with Sean. I thought it was great. Um, I love Sean more than my own life, I think. I would literally run in front of a truck for him. um, He's been there for me through some of the darkest moments of my life and always been the best, most steadfast friend I could have ever asked for. Um, That being said, he was... uh, not <laughs> completely right about some of the things he said about me in that podcast. Um, Are you bad at math? I am bad at math. That is 100% true. That is not why I didn't graduate. It's the part of the reason I didn't graduate. But I think looking back at my high school time, um, I just hated school. I just fucking hated being told what to do. I hated um, having to do school. I thought it didn't... It, I, I always thought there was something, and this is going to sound so lame, because, like, duh, of course. I, I just thought there was always something better for me to do, like play drums or, like, listen to music or um, fuck around or do whatever. And I hated doing homework, and I hated um, going to school. Like, once, like, I started driving, and um, I, like, shared a car with my mom, and 
she didn't need it, I would take my car to school, or so she thought. I just like wouldn't go, like all the time, because I was like, I have now unlocked this city for me. Yeah, like I now have the key to the city, and I just started exploring. I started going all the places I never went, doing shit that like she would. And my mom will probably listen to this because she loves to listen to anything. Oh, really? She's super supportive. That's and I love sick. her so much. And she got, bless her heart. She, you know, I lied to her so much when I was a kid. And she knows that already. I've been pretty uh, forthright with her about that uh, at this point. Like bad you know, lies or just like normal lies? Just dumb shit. You know, telling her that I had like a a marching band thing that I was doing with Sean. Instead, <laughs> I was going to Riverside to go see Gold Alone play or like whatever you yeah. know like or like going to Santa Barbara or dr- going to I would lie and go to San Diego I'd put miles on, on that's what I was about to say I was like, like I put she miles never noticed, on like, Volvo, how many miles straight up like and she just like didn't know and like you know just like running that thing on empty because I didn't have like a ton of money to fucking put in the gas. You know, gas was cheaper back then, but still, it's <laughs> like, you know, like honestly, like I did anything I could to explore the world outside of that was your of, real high school of like what high school was giving that was your real school yeah yeah like a lot of the time was spent in the valley with tim you know because like we were hanging out a lot especially like 11th and 12th grade like we were we were hanging out a ton and like going to shows and a lot of those like late nights that like i told my mom i was doing something school related i was at the cobalt or at the practice space or at in Tim's room or like you know doing whatever and but it had to revolve around what we were obsessed with which was like hardcore and like and we were it was like I was insatiable like I couldn't get enough like I couldn't be around it enough and it started to affect things that were happening at school for sure like as, did your mind find out while you were in high school Sometimes, I mean, sometimes uh, it would come out, and and we had fights, man. We had blowouts. Like, you and your mom? Yeah. Oh man, she fuck, she was so, you know, so oh, okay. disappointed. Like she was just like, "You're fucking your life up. Like what oh. are you doing? You know, like you know, like you're you're wasting your time." <laughs> Me like, too. I th- I was always embarrassed to admit that. I thought it was like a bad thing for my part, but I've, yeah, like man, no, dude. That's I, I, I was always embarrassed. I was like, no, I was like, shit. I'm the only, I'm the worst son ever. But like we, no. yeah, we were. No, no but it, it, they'll see. <laughs> they'll see. It. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause my mom did. Eventually, what does she think now? Like, what is? Oh, she- she's so proud. You know, she she's like she loves. You know, she she realized pretty quickly, not pretty quickly, but like after a few years, after trash talk, like started really doing stuff. You know, like when I was like calling her from like Japan yeah and I was like how old are you then? Like, I'm like, in Japan like how old are you like you're in Japan like, or like just any like, city, like 20 you're just 20 like yeah. you're 20 and you're yeah. like I'm hey. in Japan with trash talk yeah, I'm, I'm in, opening for Motorhead yeah like I'm in Japan like what's up like I'm in Europe like I'm tra- I've been to I, in the last two years I've been to more countries you've ever been to you know like yeah. you know and like and my so, dad and my mom and my dad were both artists you know like they my dad was a painter they understood that aspect well they I thought they would oh. you know but I think what the thing was was that they struggled for so long to make money or do anything that sort of like elevated them outside of like just scraping by 
because they dedicated so much of their life to what they thought was going to be their art career that they didn't want me to be in the same position as them. So they were seeing they were seeing what I was doing. They're like, "Oh fuck, he's doing the same thing." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like and you. Yeah. But you were the youngest kid too, right? Like you were. No, like, I was the oldest. You're the I oldest. Was, yeah. So I have a little sister. And then I have an older half-brother who was, like, from my dad's side from, like, a previous relationship that's, like, way older than me. Oh, okay. So, like, you know, I grew up with with pretty much just me and my sister in the household. And my older brother, half-brother Matt, he, um, he just, like, would be around sometimes and stuff. But he was, like, definitely centric in, like, getting into music. Where's he now? Like, he lives out in the desert. He lives in Brago Springs. Sick. Which is, like, out, like deep deep desert he just does desert shit honestly dude he's chilling him and his wife just like chill it's awesome like I love him so much and like he he lived here in in LA for a really long time and he worked on sound for like TV shows that was like what he did and like he bought a house in Silver Lake in like 1993 okay when you could like do that (laughs) you know like when you could still fucking do that you say Silver Lake yeah and like and then you know property value just like went up and up and up and then he sold it like three years ago and with the money that he that that house is worth now he said for life right he, dude yeah he's chilling he just he, he teaches english like on like zoom sick that's like what he does and he like makes music and like does you know makes he's like making films and stuff he's just like, doing everything he ever wanted to do it's yeah. awesome i'm so proud of him he's like the man because he definitely showed me like he was like like centric in like getting me into music as at like a young age because he was a rocker, for sure, and like was in bands in college and stuff and like like adjacent to punk and like different things and and would make me like mix CDs of like all this stuff you know buy me he bought me like you know Beatles CDs and ACDC CDs and like just like stuff that he liked you know he put you on he put you oh, on big time yeah. big time yeah, yeah. like Justice says Justice Trip it's just rock and roll yeah it's all just rock and roll it is it's true Justice fucking knows he's talking about I wanted to I wanted to kind of ask you this in more in depth so one thing I heard from just recollecting and like asking people you know asking people around here it comes up Tim Butcher mm. it was like a soft spoken man a very nice dude like kind of yeah. So I'm assuming, just off like my imagination, he, you guys were like very similar, like personalities cross a lot. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. There's definitely some similarities between us for sure. Do you think a lot or a little? Yeah, a lot. I mean, we were different in in many yeah, yeah, yeah. in many ways, but like you know, the center the centric of the person is like yeah. Like when I met Tim, I was like, oh, <laughs> this is my brother like like, where have you been you know like this is like my guy you know and like but also I looked up to him like Tim was always up on shit that like I was like wait what he knew more yeah 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 he was always like showing me stuff and like you know was like definitely the reason I got into hardcore was like at the time that I did like I don't doubt that I like would have I already knew about it like I was like I had like tasted it a little bit but he was like already plugged in like he already like knew like the like the thing that like made it all real to me was when tim uh started taking me to local shows Uh yeah as i'm sure for you you were like oh i'm like know about these bands but these are like you know in my mind like these like bands that are just like in the world and i don't know how do i connect besides like going to a show yeah you know but then once I started going to local shows and seeing people my age playing that music, I was like, wait, 
Why am I? Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you could do that? <laughs> like, you know, because I'd already played shows and stuff, like, through, like, like with, like, me and Sean's band. The shenanigans. The shenanigans, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's, like, you know, and, and Tim was into that world, too. Yeah. Like, that was, like, that's, like, how I knew Tim, was, like, through through that stuff. Peachy Scott. Yeah, yeah, it was, like, I would see Tim at, like, Aquabat shows with him, and, it was, like, him, his, his, his brothers, he, Tim has three brothers and and uh, and his dad his dad was also into it oh sick so, yeah it's crazy so it was like and, and and Tim's dad was known for being Big John at the Aquabat shows because he was like the old dude who was bringing his sons to the show there were some older people who would go to those shows for sure but like it was just like you know that, that's that's so sick I mean I mean not yeah. so true but this is a kid named Aiden who mm. plays in this band called Affliction? Uh-huh. They're from the uh, from Montreal. Just all kids, like uh-huh. literally, like just like young kids. And his dad moshes for his son's band. They play the Shattered Realm cover, <laughs> and like they're playing a what's that? Uh, sick. Through, uh, <laughs> like, I forget the, the one track, and I'm like moshing, and I look in it, and I'm like, dude, this is like. Like in the local, like too. Yeah. And it's just like an older version of it. And the kids just like, you know, like. That's so sick. But yeah, sorry. I don't know if I'll ever have kids, but if I do, I hope I get to watch my kids' band one day. Like, yeah. like, it'd be sick, specifically <laughs> if it's like the music like you play. So if, it, if, it's, like, if it's like a lock, like ding, dude. And he's just like, you're, you're, you're just like, you're just like side to side. Dude, that'd be sick. But one thing I also want to bring up is that yeah. there's a picture of you and Tim, I think you posted it, mm-hmm. where like you guys are like really, like you guys are laughing. Like uh-huh. I think like it's like a band's playing and you guys are like looking at each other. And, like laughing. Oh yeah, yeah. And he had like really short shorts. Yeah. yeah. I, like my image is like you guys look like like I'm like don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure like I, like I, you don't have to tell me. But, like <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're, you're a down dude who like has gone through shit and like you know you've like you know you, you put your hands where it has been. But I mean, I, like I said earlier, the reason I wanted to bring up is that you're overall a nice dude. And I don't know Tim or I don't you know never met him, but from what I've heard, it's like a soft soft spoken dude is one thing that I've always has come up. So I'm, what I want to ask you is. And the hardcore in a time where you know hardcore wasn't the nicest place. Definitely not. How how did you survive being a nice dude? Like a very just overall nice dude, being Sam Boston, being Tim, but also like, all right, like what's good? Um, it's a great question. Um, huh. Well, the answer is just I think the way we survived it was just being ourselves, which I know sounds crazy. But we, that was the thing that, like, you know, I mean, of course, like, there were times when, like, there's pressures to be somebody else. That's also being a teenager. Mm-hmm. That's being young and, and being, like, okay, like, I got to do the thing now, you know. And, like, there were times when, like, Tim and I had to, like, you know, like, you know, be tough when we didn't want to, you know. Or, like, you know, we saw a lot of fucked up shit, especially during that time. You know, going to shows at the Cobalt and Studio S and... And uh, the glass house and chain and 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 um, wherever there was shit that would go down, and we were always sort of like, "Whoa, that's crazy," <laughs> you know. But we would never get involved because you you know like as much as we as much as like we could, we would not get involved really because we knew that that really wasn't us, you know. Again, like like. What I was talking about earlier. There comes a time when you have to make a choice when something serious happens, and maybe you do have to act a certain way that maybe is out out of your character, but it's it's the right thing to do. Um, but generally, I think like the way that we survived was just being cool with everybody and being like 
just being ourselves, you know, and being being goofy and and silly because that's just we 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 were goofy and silly, you yeah. know, and like and uh, didn't take ourselves too seriously, like took ourselves seriously enough. Yeah. Like we, you know, like pressure was like a like a serious band, you know, but like even still, like we'd have our laughs and we, you know, even like I think also like another thing was like. We surround ourselves with like older heads too, that were that also didn't take themselves too seriously. Of course, I'm older heads. Hey, you want to shout out? Are like older like, heads? I want to shout out. Well, I mean, like we can. I can shout out the guys in Pressure. I mean, like other older heads. Yeah, like like we were like the young dudes in the band. Okay. Like Joe, um, Joe, who sang in Pressure was is this guy who lives up in the Bay now. Shout out Joe Harder. He's the man. Um, Joe Harder? Yeah, Joe. He's, he was in a band called Try Harder. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's not yeah. Harder? Yeah. Joe Poliski is his name. Okay. Um, and uh, Joe um, and and uh, Ryan and Josh, like the guys in the band, um, in the time that I played with the band. And the other guys who were also, like, had left the band, like, um, Matt Davis and, and Jared. Jared was our age um, as well. But um, those guys, like, you know, we would go on the road with them, and, you know, they were a few years older than us, but, you know, when you're, like, 17, 18, 19 years old, and there's someone who's, like, six, seven years older than you, you're like, this person is fucking ancient, you know? Yeah. Like, it's a huge difference. And they had already been around this, the scene and seen a lot of bands that I wish I had, I had seen, you know, or, like, you know, Joe sang this band called Fortunate Son that was, them. like, I loved them. I thought they were the coolest fucking band, you know? And, and when um, I got to play in a band with the fucking singer, Fortunate Son, I was like, wow. This is awesome. But also what, what those guys taught us was like, don't take yourself too seriously. Keep your side of the street clean and everything will be okay. okay. You know? And like, it's true. And like, I still think about that shit. Cause like those guys like were, you know, Joe had a house out in Reseda that everyone would stay at all the time. Like when I, when I couldn't go home cause my mom was mad at me, <laughs> you know, I would stay at Joe's house. It was called the Chateau Harder. Is what the they called Chateau it. Harder. Yeah. So Chateau Harder was like, was like a fucking like epicenter in that time period for like all sorts of shit. Like, you know, he, he did some shows there. He had a pool. Fuck dude, man. It was like, it was awesome, man. It was like, you know, it was the first time I'd ever seen people living outside of like, you know, their parents' house, mm. you know, in a way where I was like, and it was like, a, it was like a bunch of people living there, not just Joe, but like, you know, they all had like cool record collections and like sick fucking posters on the walls of shows that I wish that I could have gone to or like, you know, an old like uh bad brains poster on the wall and like all this shit where i was like whoa yeah. cool yeah. like hardcore <laughs> yeah. you know, like, like this is like what it could be you know for me and like you know he did shows and like he'd have like uh you know tyler densley who sang in that band ludax mm -hmm. he tattooed there a bunch you know so i got a bunch of my first tattoos there Same. like you know um you know, I would I would go there and he'd have these like crazy fun parties and like it was just like a place where like all of us kind of grew up too. So like because you know, and it wasn't all you know, 
awesome, but it wasn't ever bad. It was just like, you know, it was a place where we all like kind of like came into like our adulthood with a bunch of other actual adults. Yeah. We were like, whoa, like we get to like hang out with these cool guys or whatever. Yeah, and so like that was, you know, those are those are those are old. I mean, and then also that's how I met like Sammy. You know, and like the ceremony guys, and you know, the ceremony guys are older than you, or you're, you're right? um, Ross is like 40. Ross is older than me. Yeah, Ross is like in his late thirties, I think. So I was um, like not that older. Yeah, not wildly older, but older. But again, like I said, like when anyone you met was like, like yeah, oh shit, anyone who's like a little older, you're like, oh shit, you know. And when I was with Pressure and Lead by Example, that those bands, like um, we toured with Ceremony. And that was my first tour I ever went on was with Ceremony. Um, in like the winter, it was like I was still in high school. And um, meeting those guys, I was like, whoa, cool. This band's good. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like it was chill. another one of those like realizations where I was like, yo, shit's happening. <laughs> like, yeah. shit is like happening and like, and we're there. Like, this isn't, like, another band somewhere else that's, like, doing something, and then I find out about it, like, later on, yeah, yeah. you know, via, like, the Bridge Nine board or something. Yeah, yeah. This is a band that people are going to know about when they hear this, and they're going to freak out. Like, that feeling when you see a band, when you're, like, like their first couple shows no, or something, yeah, yeah. and you're like, oh, fuck. I saw Big Boy with, like... 15 people right, and then exactly. like now like I saw him at the same place but like literally like he couldn't even like get a breath of fresh air because everybody's probably totally out. and that's how it was with Ceremony like we saw Ceremony play to 15 people you know up in the bay and that was like where they're from yeah you know I mean obviously it was like I think it was like it was such a crazy show I mean it was like the first night I met Lee you know which is also funny how old are you then? I was uh, 17. 17 when you met Lee. Yeah. Lee Roy. Lee was, was helping run a venue in, in Sacramento. Oh, yeah, the Mikey Hood's venue? Yeah. So Mikey Hood had Lee, who was also 17, running West Coast Worldwide, which is his venue. And we showed up to play. And I was like, who is this crazy guy, this kid, this psycho kid who like is running this venue, who was like, doing the same shit that you've seen Lee do like you know in Trash Talk during like you know ceremony the playing you know ceremony is playing to like you know so he was even it, crazy as a mosher yeah I, oh, he definitely was oh yeah, yeah. okay okay that's some, good, that's some good lord enough yeah oh man he's always been good so he's always been like an insane like like Lee's pit style is is legendary because it's always been his style you know and like he's borrowed stuff from people you know for sure but like Truly a one of a kind, like pit style. Where like I remember watching him being like, "Oh my God, this guy doesn't give a fuck about himself," you know. Where I'm like, I can't believe he just did that, you know, like shit like that. So, and, so he was, he was stage diving off a speaker before he was in a band. Yeah, for sure. Oh, 100%. okay, that's, yeah, a, that's yeah, a cool yeah. thing to know. That's like good... all the stuff that he would do in trash talk was definitely learned through just going to shows. Sick, you know, and like yeah. that's just how it was. Like, and, like, I think that, like, when we started going and, like, seeing shows in the Bay and, like, seeing what, like, those kids were doing up there, we were, like, oh, wow, cool. These kids are, like, beating each other up in a way that's, like, they're just actually beating each other up. Like, there's, they're not, there's, there's not a lot of style. So it's always here. been the Bay, then. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. Awesome. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. At least for a little bit. No, yeah, because it's still, like, it's still hot. It is now. now. Yeah. It is now. But I think, like, even when I was living up in the Bay for a little bit, I was like, 
man, y'all are soft. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, but that was also just like the punk scene, yeah. you know, and like everyone was like super just like up their own ass about like, you know, and take this for like the pure meaning of what it means. Not, I'm not talking shit, but like, you know, PC skinny jeans stuff. and Doc Martens. Or I guess it wasn't even that back then, but it was like, but you know, you know, what I'm like, like I feel like, like Gilman getting mad about stuff and people being like, Tote bag in. Like, just like, oh, man. Just I know like, how long. Yeah, just like, you know, like, because we would, we would be like, this isn't the Bay. Like, I've learned that the Bay is, like, full of scary people who want to, like, kill each other, you know? And, like, when the shows are going down, like, it's all, it's every man for himself. And then we all high-five about it afterwards, you know? And then go to, you know, get pizza or whatever after. But, yeah. Anyway, I don't even remember what we're talking about, but but yeah, it. Um, we're talking about we're, we're talking about Tim originally. Talking about Tim, yeah, yeah. But like the, that was the stuff like Tim and I started learning when we were on those tours, and then we joined Trash Talk together um, after after Pressure uh, toured with Trash Talk, and Tim left. Like, yeah, he we did a couple. He did a couple tours with us and recorded on Plagues. Okay. So. The Tim Plague guitar on Plague. So Tim is on Plague. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So Tim- there's some more good. I don't have the seven inch though. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, I that was the first thing I played on, and Tim recorded on that as well. And we did a couple tours around that, and then, uh, then Tim was like, "This is too much for me. I need to like go to school." He had a lot of pressure from his family to like finish college, and do that. Um, oh, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Like the, just from like like kind of tracking Tim's bands mm. like cause there's even a video of them playing like I think it was later like towards like the, the end of his life uh, him playing with the Hell in a Cell uh-huh. and they're playing like this empty like black and white room and like they're covering I Don't Care by Ramones uh-huh. but like I just remember like like it like being so like not like giving a fuck no stage performance at all like mm. in a good way yeah and I'm just like oh like this guy like was like well he was well, t- well he was, like 28 when he passed away 28, 27 He's at 27, yeah. yeah. So I was like, he's 27, like still playing these shows when he already had played like, you know, Santa Fe with Trash Talk. I, I don't know, for, yeah. me, for me, it just gives me a guy who like just like to play music. Oh, for sure. Like, like, but actually, like a lot of people say that, mm-hmm. but like he actually just like, I just want to play a game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He was always doing stuff. Like even when he left Trash Talk, like he quickly joined Minus. Like he like um, played Alpha and Omega sometimes. Oh, okay. Like, I know you that. Know, like he... He was, and he, you know, he was always doing something, you know, like he, and that was always the thing, like, between us, like, when we first started hanging out, we were like, we are always like, here are our bands that we're doing now, but just wait till you hear my next shit, you know, like, that was always like, because like, that feeling that you were talking about beginning of the, of the pod, like, all, sh- you know, DFJ, those guys, everyone, everyone doing multiple bands different things like oh yeah like the, you, you, these, these, this is what I'm doing for the, this band this is what I'm doing for this band but just wait till you hear my new shit but it's just like, like it's know. so like it's such on another like what you're saying but on another level like cause you guys like the whole band has like not only a good package but like you could tell like you know what I mean like it's almost like you're making up a band you know what I mean it's like oh yeah like Blazing Eye like, it was, like you didn't see the people it's like oh Blazing Eye or some dudes from Japan you know what I mean like that are like some cra- you know what I mean but then or like or like Condition like oh Condition is like some dudes who live in a squat who are like who like to like swing <laughs> chains you know what I mean like like it's like you are like you could tell this band was like on some like just like what's the word like it's like just fans of music but like when you're such when you're huge fans of like 
whatever you're into this could be other than music like you kind of almost romanticize and glorify like the stories sure. and the characters and I think yeah. that goes to like when making a band it's like 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 not gonna be, I mean I'm whatever but like with the band I'm doing it's like I'm already kind of glorifying like what like I want to be perceived as you know what I mean like right. like SSD and, like the kids will ever say I think it's important to do that in a way I think it's important to be yourself too yeah, yeah, yeah. but also it's important to be like what am I going for here? Yeah, it's like, well, well you know, what's out of my personality because, that I want to shine? But there's also bands that, like, have no idea what they're going for. Just True. do True. whatever just comes natural, and it works, and it's amazing. Yeah. You know, and, like, there's lots of bands who do that, too. So it's all, like, it's all... It's all, it's if, all there, right? If you like, have passion, it will come out. Right, exactly. Another, yeah. Whether it's thought out or like, it's not. I think what you, what another word for what you're describing for at least, like, for me and, and those other, these other people... That do it in the style that I do it is that we're fucking nerds. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like we're yeah. fucking nerds about this shit. Where it's like we have ingested so much of this stuff and dug deep to find shit that we are like, yo, have you heard this fucking band from this thing? And oh my god, like imagine if we did a thing like this, but then mixed in like this thing. And this thing, and then, and then, what if we did that? You know, yeah. and, and what would that be like? And can we pull it off? The can we pull the can we pull it off thing is that's the big driver for me. Mm. Like for these bands, where it's like, condition was like one of those bands for me. Like I had just left Trash Talk. I had already written the demo with my friend Chad, and we were definitely nerding hard about. You know, bands like Fromted, Disclose, and uh, Discharge, obviously. But Discharge is like a band that I've been, I've loved and been important in my life for a long time. But I didn't know there was all these other bands that took what they did and just turned it up to fucking, you know, 11 and did the wildest shit with what the blueprint that they laid. Yeah. You know, and we were obsessed with this shit. We we're like, whoa, all these Japanese bands and Scandinavian bands. You know, and, and South American bands and and like holy fuck, like this is this kind of hardcore is 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 amazing. Like this is I've never heard anything like this. Like what if we could do that? Can we pull it off? Yeah. And and we just tried it. I remember we were listening back to the demo after Matt Trejo yeah. sang on it and him and I were looking at each other just like did it. it like we fucking did it like holy shit you know like it sounds so rough like in a good way it sounds so like dude the demo is it sounds violent yeah that the condition demo is one of my favorite things I've ever done I think that that was such a because I it was such a pure expression of where my head was at that time because I played drums and guitar and wrote a lot of those songs um and Chad definitely helped too um but like Man, like, that was such a great thing. Because also, you know, it the condition demo proved to me that I could do something outside of Trash Talk. That was a big... You felt like you couldn't do something outside of Trash Talk? Or you felt like you were in this hole of the I, Trash Talk? I mean, guy. I was just in that world so intensely, you know? And it's by design. That was, like, my choice, you know? Yeah. And it was also, it just demanded a lot from me, you know? Like, just where we were at that time, you know, it was, it was a lot. But when I... When I made that demo, I was like, oh, wow. There is life outside of this band for me. 
you know. Oh, I, you I, felt like there was yeah. a life outside of the event? I mean, it just was my life. You know, like, Trash Talk was my entire But did you feel life. like leaving Trash Talk, like, your life was over? Like, or, like, not yeah, over? Yeah, in know? a way. I mean, it was, like, not, yeah, not over, but, like, fuck, man. I was, like, what am I going to do, <laughs> you know, with my time? <laughs> like, you know, and, and uh, but definitely, like, the uh, condition was a thing where I was, like, oh, wow, like, I didn't know I could, like, well, first off, I'd never played guitar in a band, ever. I played bass. I played bass in DNF. But, like, I, I, I never played guitar in a band. I never thought I could, you know? I played, like, guitar in my room, like, learning, like, whatever songs I wanted to learn. But I never thought I could, like, stand in front of people and play a fucking guitar. Damn. I, mean, I, I, I forget you're, you're a drummer primarily. Cause, yeah. Because, like, Blazing Eyes just, like... You know what I mean? Like, you have the style. I, I think I mimic I mimic in front of her all the time. Where, like, <laughs> where I'm like, I just want to play, like, Sam Boston. Just, like... Because you play, like, kind of, like, like this. Yeah, And yeah. it's just, like, kind of, like, like, down. Like, I'm like, this, I'll say. Like, she recorded a video of you. And you just, like... And, like... I think she... Or she brought it up earlier. Like, my girlfriend Raquel, she's like... She's like, oh, yeah, he plays so effortlessly. Like, like how... We've never seen anyone play ever... That, just, like... Dun, 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 well, thank dun, you. Dun, dun, I appreciate dun. that. I mean, it's, uh... I'm just copying other people that I see. <laughs> who, are you, who, are you, who are you copying? Who are you copying? I gotta know. Oh man! Well, it's just like two. Well, you you mimic holding the guitar like that. Yeah. Um, and for those of people listening to this, he was holding. You hold it like up, like the 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 neck the, is like the, up by my head. But you play like the thing, like so, like but it's very punk. It's very yeah. like what I call like not you, not calling you that, but like what I call like. The coked out, drunk out guitar player at twelve and then at midnight, but that could play really well. Yeah, like, yeah. No, no, like, like I'm not calling that him either. But Marvin <laughs> from Smut, I've seen him like almost like by a leg, just be like standing up, like, but he's like playing every note, like note for note. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, shit, that's sick. Well, the guy, like, I mean, fuck, who, who am I mimicking? I think that like at the beginning of Blazing Eye. I was just trying to get through the set, you know, because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. You know, but I think, like, as I started to come into my own style, you know, I was always looking at videos of, uh, of Bones who played guitar for Discharge. He always looked so fucking cool and played cool looking guitars that were all fucking pointy and badass looking, you know. Where's and, your like, pointy guitar? You used to have one. It is broken right now. Oh, okay. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. my, my flying V. Yeah, we're that, missing the pointy guitar. That's yeah, what I need. know. I know. Um, the flying V. That's something I, I started playing back in condition, actually. Um, but uh, yeah, it's broken right now, unfortunately. So I had to use that Kramer last night when we played, uh, which is cool, and I love that thing too. But um, but we need the pointy one. We do need the pointy one. <laughs> um, another guy who I always thought looked really cool. Uh, was uh, Trey from Morbid Angel, mm. the absolute coolest looking guitar player of all time. Who is when we're talking about that stance of like of this thing where yeah. your your hand is by your face essentially, yeah. and you're kind of curling over your guitar and you're bending over and you're kind of just kind of like jamming it. Yeah, you're just like it's a really weird stance. But I uh, I've always thought there's a like. When my hair was a little longer, I was like really channeling or mimicking essentially any sort of version of Trey. And I do not even sniff his playing at all. I mean, my, my man Trey is like 
a god. You know, <laughs> like, he is an absolute fucking god of the guitar, and I'm not a real guitar player. Like I, I mean, I play guitar in bands, and I, I, I have for a while, and so in that way, I am a real guitar player. But when it comes to like uh, soloing and music theory and things like that, like I don't know like, <laughs> anything. All the solos that I've ever played, I have to write beforehand and then practice them Good. and then try and play them like and then everything else is just like smoke and mirrors like tricks where it's like the, I'm not actually fucking soloing I'm just like 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 Greg Ginn you know like from High oh, yeah. Flag yeah, yeah. he would do these like solos that were just like not musical they were not musical solos in that like the you know the solo was following the key of the song <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah they were just like like fucking crazy fucking you know like freak out you know noisy Spaz shit out, yeah, yeah. Um, which works sometimes you know and conveys a different thing you know uh, does that take uh, musical prowess not necessarily does it take uh, something else yeah maybe I don't know <laughs> I mean I mean, it takes her brilliance well, like Matt Trejo did bring up he's like this hand is one of the most he's like one of the most talented dudes I know and I'm all like, correct me if I'm wrong, but he said you can make songs off like, like, like with your hand or something like that, something like that. <laughs> oh no, is that true? <laughs> it is true. See, there you go. Like, it is true. I, I learned how to uh, hand fart in like tenth grade, like geometry. You can make songs songs off of that. Make a song. Play the blazing intro. Uh, can you do it? Uh, <laughs> and we can do it like with hands. <laughs> um, how about I do something else? How about I do um play any song you want? Okay. Um fuck, this is so embarrassing to do this on the podcast. <laughs> no, but it's sick. Uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe when he said that he's like, dude, he's like he's like Sam Boston, I pissed him off so much, but I got respect. He's like he's like, he's like, he's like, I, like literally a Matt Trail style. He's like he well at the time, like he had a beer, he was just like, dude, he would play with his hands, I'm like I'll play uh, a little bit of the Super Mario theme for you. How about that? Go, go for it, right? <laughs> oh, so fucking crazy. <laughs> Wow, thank you. For everyone listening, this, this is my world debut of my next thing that I'm going to be doing. Which It'd be hard if you just put like a seven inch of just you I covering should. songs like with your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking... That'd be God. fucking crazy. Yeah. I've actually looked it up. It's called manualism. manualism. It's like a real thing. And uh, there's like people out there who make me look like a, like nothing. But, Damn, uh, so you're that talented that you went from vocal from guitar drums <laughs> to manualism <laughs> one day man maybe I'll start a band where I do that and I'm really breaking down walls but yeah um, I love Matt I love Matt so much and I'm so it's, he's he when we did Condition it was cool because he um, you know we wrote this demo we had the music totally written and we didn't know who the fuck was gonna sing in the band me and my friend Chad were just like dude what are we gonna do? We have this sick thing that we think is badass, but we need someone to like take it to this other level, and we didn't know who it was gonna be. And I think we went to go see. Do you ever go to a venue called the Boulevard? No. There's a bull. There's a venue called the Boulevard. Is it in Whittier? It is in Boyle Heights. 
okay, maybe. Uh, I heard of it. I don't think I Yeah, it was in Boyle Heights, and it did shows for a little while. It was a pretty weird venue, but I saw a lot of fucking awesome bands there. And um, we went to go see Chromosome from Australia and Warcry from Portland. Uh, and we were there, and... We had, we saw Matt and we known Matt because Matt used to do sh- used to go to shows power violence shows out in West Covina and like uh, oh, yeah. and stuff. And uh, one time DNF played his parents' house. Yeah, he told me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. epic, epic show, <laughs> fucking crazy show. Fucking cops showed up and shit, and helicopters, the whole thing. Um, we were talking to Matt, and we were like. After we talked to Matt, I think he like Matt walked away or something, and I was like, "Chad, that's the fucking guy." And I remember like hitting him up like later. I got his number or something, and I remember texting him. Or maybe we like talked on like Facebook or I forget how we fucking. I was like, "Matt, you ever like sang in a band before?" And he's like, "No." And I was like, "Well, do you want to try?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." I guess that's how it went. But yeah, like we essentially, I was like, you should sing in this thing. And he was like, okay. And like, he showed up to, I think he like, we practiced like one time and then we went to record the vocals. And I didn't really ever like hear, I think at practice, like we kind of, like whatever PA we were using at this like rehearsal space was like not very good. And like, I kind of heard what he was doing. And I was like, okay, this will work. Like, I don't know. And I was like, it's better than nothing. And, and Matt's cool. And, like, we, he's our friend. And, like, it'd be a fun hang regardless. So, like, whatever. So we recorded it. And I remember, like, first song, he's in the room. And we're, like, in, like, the room where, like, the controls were yeah. and stuff. And he's in, like, behind glass, like, in the other room. And he's like, all right, roll it. And, like, first song, he starts going. And me and Chad look at each other and we're like, holy fuck. <laughs> this is this is the best thing we could have ever of imagined. This is better than we even imagined this could, this could be. I never, I mean, I probably had, but not in this way, right? I'd never seen someone sing where they're screaming as hard as they can. Like, that's Matt's thing, which is really cool. It's not so good for them. It's like something's coming out of his soul. Like, something, like you know, like in the movies or something like a demon is coming out? Yes. Exactly. He's not like, he's not faking it. He's just, and he's he. I, I was like, holy shit! And his timing was great, and like, like his phrasing was all good, and like, I think he did most of those songs first try, Sick. which is insane. Yeah, and like, yeah, it was like, uh, it was an amazing thing to be like, oh, let's just take a chance on this guy we kind of know who like was like a cool dude and like we like hanging out with him for it being like oh this is actually better than we could have ever fucking imagined you know and I'm so stoked that he's like you know now like you know he's still doing it obviously and and doing a great job of it so you know he's also he told me he's one of the first he's one of the few people that could piss you off Oh, dude, Matt's really good at making mad. <laughs> yeah, he's he's he knows how to push my buttons for sure. It's awesome. <laughs> I, mean, I love him to death. I, I, he's he's but he yeah he's 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 uh he's he's one of those people who's like figures out what makes you mad and just whoa he just gives it to you, man. Yeah, is, is one of he, well, let me tell you this: it's one of the things that makes you mad, according to him, is that 
when you don't know something about music. Because he said that's how he got you. You'd be like, oh, like you don't know Terrorizer? You don't know Possessed? Is that a thing that I did? I knew Terrorizer. That's what uh, he told me. He told me he's like, he introduced you to Terrorizer. That fool was drunk. Um, uh, yeah. I guess thing? it does make me mad. So really? I'm not mad. I think like... But that's the way someone gets under your skin. like, you don't know? Like... Uh, yeah, I think so. I think uh, it triggers something from when I was, like, really young, you know, when I would, like, be bullied by, like, older punk kids in, like, middle school or something. They'd be like, you've never heard of The Exploited? And I'm like, no, I listen to fucking MXPX and, and NoFX and Blink-182. What do you mean? You know, and they're like, of course I've never heard of this shit, you know, and, and you know. But I think... So, uh, that's, a good, that's a cool thing to know. Yeah, uh, but, uh... Just as good as Matt is, uh, just, uh, what am I trying to say? As good as Matt is at pissing me off, I think I can also piss him off pretty fucking good, too. I've got his fucking number as well. <laughs> but, uh, to be fair, I could, I, I feel like, 90, like, I feel like 90% of people could piss Matt. You, it's like, when he said that, he's like, dude, Tom Moss is the nicest guy, but trust me. You just tell him, you just, I tell him what Benny is a no, and I'm all like, really? I was like, that's, I can't imagine, <laughs> but um, maybe maybe at a different part in my life, I think I'm a little uh, more easygoing now. <laughs> but one thing I want to touch before we're getting closer to wrapping this up is that you you've gone through like not and it's not a bad thing like the word phase, but you've gone through like personas. <laughs> like there's a photo of you I think Chris Kirk has of you. I'm not sure it's blocking a wire. I was looking through. I was looking. Who was I looking through? I was looking through. I was looking through Tumblr and I was trying to find uh, that guy. What's his name? Mom. What's the guy that did the trash album covers? Uh, Adam. Adam. Or yeah, Adam, Adam Rosser. Adam Rosser. So yeah. I was trying to look at Adam Rosser and his website came out. And it's like, nothing came out but like his Tumblr. Uh-huh. So then I like I was looking at like, you know, like, like and then it, Chris Kirk's came out. And there's one with you with Classic. the Jordan. With like the Jordan 4? Is it, did you own a Jordan 4? I had a bunch of Jordans, yeah. Okay, so you were, you, you were in a Jordan phase. Yeah, but yeah. like, you had blonde hair, I think. Yeah, yeah. And you had like a Jordan on uh-huh. you. Like, and then I'm like, damn, like, so you had a death metal phase. You had like you had a youth crew phase, but then you had the like side to side Nike Blazers phase, <laughs> and then you had like punk phase. Mm-hmm. So you've had like, what, are you like, do you like? And you gotta be honest with me. Do you go <laughs> with like a mindset of like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the Nike Blazer guy with skinny black pants and like, uh, and then like Americans hardcore shirt. It's a great question. I think um, I don't. Th- and this is going to sound like I'm fucking lying to you, and I hope people don't think I'm full of shit. Um, but this is true. I don't think about it that much. I just start d- doing something. And then I'm like, yeah, this makes sense to me right now. Okay. Right? Where I'm like, I'm getting into something. Like, I'm getting into, like, you know... Uh, like, when I was in Blazing Eye, I was, like, only ingesting, like, the most, like, cutty Japanese and, like, South American like hardcore punk and noise punk and like shit like that and all and like all of those people dress a certain way and I was like well for me to like really tap into this in the most like real way possible for me is like I'm gonna like dress like that too Sick. and like so, you know like when I was like you know when like all of my fucking buddies were like getting into like you know uh, you know listening to like confront and like you know, uh, you know <laughs> whatever uh, demo core yeah, stuff, it's, you know, it's like, mentality. Yeah, yeah. Song well, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, but like, the thing is, like, all that stuff I had already like been liking and known about. You know, so it was much easier for me to like 
adapt to that world again you know because like trash talk played with the a6 mentality you know like back back in the day like we what was the lineup dude trash talk was the best <laughs> nothing compared to trash talk lineup it was at the casa de la raza in in uh santa barbara 86 mentality trash talk uh, and uh, I think it was, it was uh, set to explode. Set to explode, which was a band from out there, and they both of them were touring the West Coast, and um, it was the weirdest lineup of trash talk ever because Garrett and Spencer did not play that show. Was, was it, were they in the band already? Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, they couldn't play because of whatever I forget what the reason was, but like. Neither of them could play, and me and Tim and Lee were like, yo, we have to play with 86 Mentality. Like, this is, like, our favorite band. So it was just like, you, Tim, and Lee? And then we had a fill-in bass player. Who was a fill-in? Oh, Some random dude? I forget who it was. Oh, it was his name was Ryan, but I forget his last name, and I don't know where he's at. Shout-outs to Ryan, wherever you are in the world. Um, I got aside from Ryan, yeah. there is, at some point, there is this time yeah. where Trash Talk played under just Sam, Lee, and Tim for 86 Mentality. Yep. At, Whoa, that's so crazy, in, Lord or no. In Santa Barbara, yeah. In Santa Barbara. Yeah, and there were like, I, I shit you not, there was maybe 20 or 30 people there. People didn't care about 86 Mentality now? I, I don't know. I mean, like, on the East Coast for sure. I oh, mean, okay. I don't know if you've seen the videos of that last show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, dude, I mean, they were they were legendary already at that point and I just think that it was like Santa Barbara on like a Wednesday night you know it's just like anyone could have a bad show (laughs) at Santa Barbara on a Wednesday night but I think you know and no one cared about trash talk then it was like not we were not like a big big plagues was already no it was before that oh yeah this was like walking disease era so it was like you know it was just not um, it hadn't like caught on really yet and there was I mean I think the set was okay but like it wasn't what it was or what it was going to be shortly damn that's sick to know though yeah that was a show yeah 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 like we and like Lee and I dude Lee and I moshed harder than fucking anybody that show for for 86 like that was like one of our favorite bands so like you know like we you know to go back to what we were talking about like that stuff was always in there for me you know like I loved like youth crew that was like my first, the first kind of hardcore I got. Would you say that's two separate phases you had? The the de- the demo core and then the youth crew? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, it's all sort of the same thing. It is, I, I but think, like... I think sort of we all just like... When 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 I started Locke, I was like, okay. That's my favorite. Like, that's my I'm, favorite. I'm going to do like, you know, this band and I want to like be like you were talking about. Like I want to be perceived away right you know and like I'm gonna take everything that I've done and put it into this band and I'm just gonna dress how I want to and that is what you saw where it was that just era like, that era is so sick that era of Santa Martha is so sick yeah Dizzy like, jacket I was like I'm like I'm punk and I don't want to look too core was like definitely like yeah. how I thought yeah. you know where I was like and I'll and then if we play a show that's like really punk like we're like we'd be on a lineup of mostly punk bands I was like I want to look I'm going to like kind of maybe look a little more core tonight you know just to like make that weird you know I mean, and like I would play in Blazing Eye with like you know Jordans and stuff because it's really? all the same thing like nothing matters you know? no no like, I know yeah. but it's like it's you cool know? to like it's no, cool that like you can fuck with people I would, like in de- I would intentionally do that all the time just to like subvert 
like the norms of like whatever scene that I was pandering to at that time. And you're one of the few people that actually like you're actually a hardcore dude and you're actually a punk. Yeah, you know what I mean, like you're one of the few people who like because that's rare in reality. There was a time, there was a show, and Austin from Blazing, I told me this, and I we laughed about it many times since. Um, there was a time when uh, we played Blazing. I played. Uh, Fuck, what the fuck is that fest called? Um, oh, Manic Relapse mm-hmm. Festival up in the Bay at the at the Oakland Metro. And uh, Blazing Eye played, you know, it's like a spiky it's a punk, punk, yeah, yeah, yeah. punk fest, you know, very... It's like the, the very, shoelace. Punk, yeah. Like shoelace fest. For sure. Shoelace on your forehead. Very, like, you know... And there's some great bands that played. Oh, a, yeah. a lot of my friends yeah, yeah, played, yeah. too. That being said... That scene, you know, a lot of it is is very fashion forward, you know, and like you have to like there's a whole saying, you know, around those kind of people like punk stress punk. That's the way it is, you know, like punk stress punk. You, know, you hear it a lot, and uh, at that point, I was like, "Fuck that!" Like I don't care about that, you know. And I and I'm and I, but I'm in. I know that my band is cooler than all your bands too. So you can like suck it, you know. Um, you know, like my band is 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 you know that was my that was my thought going into that fest for sure. Because I had played we had played Manic Relapse before, and I definitely was dressing a little more punk back then. But I'd become I'd started becoming a little like disenfranchised with that feeling, of, and I was just like fuck this. I'm just gonna dress however the fuck I want, and I'm gonna represent whatever I'm into right now because that's how I roll, you know. And at that point, I was listening to a lot of metal. Yeah, Ian and I were like writing a lot of the command stuff at that time, and I was wearing a, uh, I was wearing a Morbid Angel shirt, but I was wearing a Morbid Angel Gateways to Annihilation shirt, so like later Morbid Angel, which is one of my favorite records of theirs, um, and it's big, it was like a double X, a big shirt, you know, and I, I was wearing like you know. I forget, like maybe just like jeans and some boots or something, but like a big fucking Morbid Angel shirt, you know, um, you know. And uh, after we played, um, Austin was at the merch table, and some dude comes up to to the merch. He's like, "What?" Well, like looking at the merch and stuff, and he's like, "Hey, man, like great set." Um, but uh, I gotta say, like, what's up with your guitar player for a Morbid Angel and, shirt? And uh, yeah, and he's like, and, and Austin was like, "What do you mean, man?" And he's like, he's like, he was wearing like this, like. Morbid Angel shirt for like a later record. Like I thought you guys were like, like punks. I think when you were going this, they were gonna say like you were wearing like a, like a Use It Today shirt or something. No, like, but I would do that shit too. Yeah, like, but why would you get mad? I feel like a, like I feel like I don't know. That I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. No, but like that sort of shows you how like narrow minded some of these punks are, right? Where it's like you know, Morbid Angel is like <laughs> I like I thought those dudes like it's a classic fucking, fucking band, yeah. Like right? I you thought know? you would fuck, but, like I get yeah, yeah. But like yeah, no, like so. <laughs> And Austin was like, I don't know what to tell you, man. But yeah, we've always laughed about that. I mean, but I was wearing like, you know, I'd wear like a coil shirt or like a throbbing gristle shirt, like or like a fucking, you know, a Spaceman Three shirt or like. like I was always like Jordans. Just with Jordans and you were into Jordans for a minute too, or what? Yeah, dude, I got pretty down for a little while, man. I was blowing happened? all my money. I just realized it's a stupid thing to be into. <laughs> Where's your Jordans at? I sold them all. You sold them all? I got a few. I got a few. What shoes are you? What's your size, man? Yeah. Thirteen. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Too big. You gotta, you gotta. <laughs> uh, no, I got a, I got you know some shadow ones, and I've got some. Uh, you still got Jordan fours? No, I sold my fours. You should, dude. If you wear the fours, I like that'd be so sick. <laughs> I had some fours. I had some elevens. I had the Space Jam. So you like you're looking into fits? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta look good. 
That's yeah. sick. A lot of people like see that's that's a lot of people don't realize. Dude, at the blazing eye, people don't realize. I'm like, dude, I was like, because I were talking, I look up and I'm like, you got your terror jacket, you got black pants, and you got some Clarks. That is like, that is like prime tiger fit. I was yeah. like, sick. but even yeah. then, like the lock, the lock show, uh, you guys playing in Oakland, Dickie's jacket, mm. pants, docks, like, mm-hmm. and then like what we're wearing. Uh, I'm just kissing your ass right now, but like you're wearing, <laughs> or the the Saturday Fury lock set. You're wearing a perverted justice, perverted ceremony shirt with like like a bit like my dude. We're like, what the fuck? You find this shirt? Like, how did like did you actually wear that shirt? Or is it vintage? Oh no, I wore that thing until it fell apart. Yeah, yeah, I, that that uh, yeah, no, I yeah, man, I don't know. I I just uh, I'm not sure what to say. I think the way it's you like, dress. Yeah, just, I think my style is sort of representative of, like, all the shit that flies around inside my head, where I'm like, I like so many things, and how do I, I think it's like anyone's style, right? Like, anyone's style is, like, trying to, is a self-expression, you know? And so, like, I think that, like, and obviously when you play in a band, like, you're put under a microscope, regardless of whether you want to or not. Like, whether it's your choice, it's not your choice at that point. You've made the choice to be, put yourself in front of people, they're going to pick you apart. So my choice is, all right, well, I'm going to just dress how I want. And sometimes that meant, like, okay, I'm going to play this Blazing Eyes show wearing, like, a Team France soccer team track jacket. I don't know if you've seen that. There's, like, a video of that I sent recently. Marco, who does Advanced Perspective, he, oh yeah, 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 yes, I know. You're yeah. playing program. I'm playing program. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. that's I. Yeah. I watch that video just because I want to see the French jacket. Right, yeah, so like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. something like that where I'm like, I'm just gonna dress up the fuck I want. I don't care what band I'm playing in, and if it's you know, if it, and and usually for a long time it was like, okay, this is like Blazing Eye or like something like that. Like I'm gonna look a little less punk intentionally because it weirds people out, and then or if it was like lock or something I was like alright I'm gonna dress a little more punk because it weirds out the hardcore kids you know but I feel like now you're at the point where you're just I just, yeah, yeah you're, you're, I've kind of you peaked I've, over I've evened out yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> cause the last one was the death metal phase right which was like you know uh, mustache and like long yeah, hair yeah and like I I still wear whatever band shirt I I want you know because I, I don't think that will ever go away <laughs> but you look you look death metal yeah. as fuck like I was like you do look like a different brand I was like what the fuck yeah and it's just you grow your hair out you start looking weird you know you start looking like Charlie Manson you know <laughs> and um, but there was like you know that was that was something where I, when that was when Command started playing a lot more and we and you know I'll be honest like when it was a big it was a big deal for me and Ian when we started doing command because and playing live we didn't want to be perceived as like not knowing what the fuck we were doing that's why we took so long to do a live show because we were like we don't feel like this is a good represent we don't feel like we're there technically as like skilled musicians to play this stuff live in the way that we feel like it needs to be perceived like we want to make sure that we're not only have like our shit down we want to make sure that like the people who we asked to be in the band can like do it too legit you know like we just want to be legit like we just want to like come out the door swing you know and like that was like a huge it goes back to what I was saying about at the very beginning with like you know how like Olsh's bands and and Chris or uh, fucking 
Justin's bands, like, you know, Justin looks like himself. He always has, which is a fucking amazing thing. Justin has always just fucking looked hard. Um, but, like, you know, he and I were like, let's grow our hair out, and then we can fucking play a command show. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we did. I mean, that wasn't like the whole thing, but it, was, it mostly was centered around. Yeah, yeah, like, it was mostly centered around like being able to actually play death metal in the way that it needs to be played, you know, and not like and not sell it short and not, um, not like you know, uh, be the real deal. Yeah, just fucking be, just just fucking honor, honor the music, but also and like I think this is a big part of it for me, honor the traditions. Mm. Like, there's a lot of people who, like, hang their hat on being like, fuck traditions and do whatever you want, whatever. Sure, that's awesome. And there's there's virtue in that, too. There could, there could only be so much innovation. But also, like, yeah, when you're playing music that's, like, inherently derivative, punk, metal, it's all a copy of something else. Mm -hmm. Honor the traditions in those, in those things, and then you find your way. I, I interviewed Brandon Hitchens and then he was like you know he's like yeah. very, he's very into like like violence I guess I mean, I mean or like just like like he's a comically <laughs> violent guy you know what I mean like but like he was uh, he was talking about we were talking about like I've never seen that fool be violent one time no no no, no not like but you know what I'm saying <laughs> no, I'm, just like, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just but, like, like he like it's like you were saying like about Gordon and Sully motherfuckers oh and yeah and I'm just yeah, like yeah. man's like those where it's like just put make up a name like, you know what I mean like like, like yeah, yeah. Go forever like yeah. that's gone now you know what I mean like, like right. it's like I want to like I'm not gonna tell you the band name that we're gonna name the band but like you know like band names where it's like yeah just you know what I mean like who cares just like I don't know like like you know like even like those Jap like weekend nachos you know what I mean something like that sounds like Japanese where it's like mm. the the bloody corners or something you know what I mean like yeah, just yeah. something like yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like the so the cream sodas you know what I mean just like <laughs> and just play hard ass music you know what yeah, I mean like, yeah. like that like and not, not saying that every band has to be goofy but it's like no, that no. sense of like like keep it like keep it grounded you know what I mean like cause now bands are like like just very, very serious too much yeah it's like yeah. what does this tour mean I mean, what, is, what are we gonna do this like, what should we do this next record I mean just like play whatever the fuck you like right, don't right. have a fucking Instagram that's definitely like a thing that I notice about younger bands right now where they're very concerned about how they're being uh, like what the next step is for them to get big and they're not thinking about the most important thing which is making music that people want to fucking listen to. Put a record with 16 songs, are they all sound the same? It's like yeah. DB, it's just like, it just, it's a DB record. Yeah, just, just you know, make sure you've, well, first off, make sure you can play. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's a crazy thought. But like, you know, <laughs> um, and if you can't play, you better look cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you better have a cool vibe. Because there's plenty of bands that can't play, but they are awesome because they have a thing and that thing might be they just they have Good name. they have the yeah. magic yeah. you know like there's been a ton of bands that I you know that I've seen in my life where I'm like these these fools can't play but it doesn't matter at all you, you because, gotta tell me after because we're not, they, <laughs> we're not, you gotta tell me after more and I gotta yeah, be one yeah. I'm not even call them up. No, I won't call them out. But, you know, hey, it doesn't matter because I'm, I'm not dissing. I'm saying, like, you know, if you're not going to be, a, you know, there's a lot of ways to do this shit. It, it's hardcore. You know, just show something real. Just be real. You know, that's what it, that's what I mean. It's like, and if being real to you is, is being, like, precise and, like, like, you know, and being exact and intentional, that can be good, too. But if your idea of, of hardcore is being chaotic and... And and doing like fucking you know, uh, 
being sloppy and not good at your instruments and like and like that's punk like that's what that's fine you know like in hardcore you know is punk sorry to everybody out there who doesn't fucking agree with me but like it is and like you know that's just that's what it is it's changed a lot it's different it made hardcore is much more of like a vibe than it is an actual genre you know because there's a lot of bands that don't sound the same that are all considered hardcore and that's beautiful to me but it's punk music and like Mr. Jurdis said it's all rock and roll baby it's all, you know it's I mean? all rock and roll <laughs> alright well anything else you want to say? Um, thank you for everything that you do I'm, I'm very happy to come back and do this again I think what you're doing is awesome and I uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy and thrilled that you considered doing this again with me and, and uh, I'm uh, I'm happy that we're uh, discussing all these things I think it's important so thank you thank you for all that you do no thank you yeah. for, for, for being for, for, for giving me so many good bands hey. Uh, more to come hopefully do you got another band coming up man there's some things I've been thinking about you know I don't have a lot of time these days like I'm always on the road well you know how you went through like almost every like phase of like you've kind of have you've kind of had it every type of band yeah what's is there a type of band you're like I would like to do that next a black metal band uh who's to say I haven't done that already you haven't done it you done it is it out oh okay You've done noise, which is crazy. I've done some electronic stuff. You've done the human particle. I've, I've done, uh, but yeah, I have. I have been involved with black metal stuff, but in the true in the true tradition of black metal. If you know about it, you'll know about it. Oh shit! <laughs> um, yeah, tell me. Okay. Um, yeah, tell you. Um, yeah, no, I think that like uh, something that I've been wanting to do is play and, and play kinds of music that doesn't make me like have to like sweat and get super tired so I'd love to do something that's a little more like turned down and really fun like I, I I've filled I've uh, played with my friends in uh, an incredible band here in LA called The Color Green uh, who are a like just like a rock and roll band they sound like you know a mix between like um uh, uh Almond Brothers and you know uh, some like Neil Young and Grateful Dead kind of stuff um, yeah, maybe that's like my retirement vibe. Retirement music? I mean, I play a lot of blast beats all the time, so I'd love to, like, you know, do the opposite end of the spectrum and, like, I think and, eventually and, and play a lot of, you know, more like, controlled, you know, and. and cause like with a fedora, just like. Just like, <laughs> no, like just fedora. <laughs> but just, you know, just playing, like, a little more uh, turned down stuff because uh, when you play a lot of hard shit, like, you know, fast and heavy music it's actually hard to not play hard it's actually that's an oh. exercise in restraint and like to turn it down a little bit that'll that'll be make me a better drummer you know to like play something that's a little more controlled you know intentionally softer intentionally slower you know so and i'm always trying to get better i'm always trying to like be a better musician there's no like cap on how you know good i definitely am not even anywhere near where I want to be, you know. So I want to keep pushing myself as like a drummer and try and play all sorts of different kinds of music and stuff. So that'd be like one thing I would do. I don't know, and maybe uh, maybe uh, a band from the past will come back one of these days. You know, who's to say? 